Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I hope you have had the most amazing week. With that being said, let's do our obligatory, lovingly welcome. If this is your first time tuning into Conversations with Toy, welcome. We hope or I hope that this space is a welcoming environment that you feel like you this was curated just for you. Again, we will talk about self-care. I will talk about mental health and anything that's happening on these internet streets because as we know, things are always happening around us. It's crazy how life works. This space sometimes will make you laugh. Sometimes you'll cry. Sometimes you'll think. However, I hope that again, if there's ever a time to put a trigger warning on any episode that I feel might be Um, something that could hurt someone or make someone think or not necessarily hurt someone, but makes you, you know, feel the feelings that you may not be ready to feel. And you can make that decision for yourself. I will use one. This episode does not need one. We're going to be talking about mental health. We're going to be talking about resting. We're going to be talking about vacationing and the art of vacationing when you um, need a mental health break. How do you go on vacation and how do you take a mental health break? Because the concept of everybody saying, oh my God, I need a vacation. I need a vacation. Uh, vacations are beautiful. They're nice. They help you to rejuvenate. But sometimes I think we use the the term very loosely. And sometimes when we say that we need vacations, it's because we're not really prioritizing ourselves. There's something that we're missing that we need. And we're just like thinking that vacation is going to be the fix all solve all, but it's not. So we will be talking about the art of vacationing and mental health And how can you go on vacation, enjoy your vacation, and how can you actually come back and fix or be involved or be more hands-on in your actual life? Sometimes I think we make excuses and we allow things to happen and then we start saying how we need a break. And, And the break may be necessary, but sometimes the break is in who you're with. The break may be in what you're involved with. The break may be in conversations that you're engaging with. Those are the real breaks that we just literally do not talk about. We simply just keep saying, I need a vacation. Am I anti-vacation? No, nobody should be anti-vacation. I think we all need time to rejuvenate and to rest. But the concept of always stating that you need a vacation instead of handling whatever it is that you need to handle are two different things. And I feel like, again, those are the things that we need to be more focused on. Taking a vacation and actually taking a vacation and resting and allowing your body to rest, to allow your mind to rest, to do all these things where rest is adding into it versus having situations, multiple situations where, um, you're just overwhelming yourself. You're putting things on your plate. You're adding people in your life. You're not really as focused as you need to be and then blaming it on needing a vacation. Because let me just tell you, when you don't have your stuff together and you go on vacation, you come right back to the same stuff, right? You don't get a chance to rest because all you're thinking about is the things that you've allowed. Like again, I we have to take some type of personal accountability. We really do because sometimes we blame the life, we blame the world, we blame all these different things. But the reality of it is, is that sometimes it's just us. 
It is us. So things that we're allowing, things that we're having happen. And we're not, again, we're not being as honest as we need to be. We're not being as um, direct in the things. We just, sometimes we just allow everything to happen. Like wh why, why do we do this? We do not, not need to let everything simply happen to us. Um, life does happen. It happens to the best of us, but we have some control. So let's talk about accountability as well. But before we do all of that, I just wanted to get into a staycation that I took with Fearless Restaurants. Fearless Restaurants has a plethora of restaurants here in the Philadelphia and New Jersey area. And they had us on this amazing staycation at Daddy O's uh, Restaurant and Hotel, which is an LBI. Let me just tell you, I had the most amazing time. You know, it was only a 24 hour uh, stay and that's okay for me, like plenty of time to rest. I'm going to tell you one thing before the blog comes out, which comes out tomorrow on this vacation, I will say this, I slept in that bed and slept so good, even though I got up at about 530 because I didn't turn my alarm off. So my alarm went off at 5.30 and I ended up going back to sleep. But either way, I tell you what, I got the most, and most, and I mean the most amazing sleep in that bed by myself. Um, just so snuggled and warm. Like it was just great. The food was great. The drinks were great. Um, what I will say is I love the fact that the everybody experiences was different there, right? And I'm sure as people, some of the folks that were there on the trip with, with us will talk about their experiences. Some were good and some had some issues with their, with some things. And overall though, I feel like the trip was successful because for my purpose anyway, maybe it's just for me, but my purpose when I go down there is to enjoy one, a staycation and to encourage other people to take staycations. Why are staycations important? Well, you can call staycation a vacation if you choose. I'm not here to judge, but for me, a staycation is, you know, you're not taking a full vacation. You're maybe not even taking a full week. Maybe you're taking only a few days. You go wherever you're going, you explore, you get some rest, you get some sleep. Um, you stay within the general area where you live. That is what I feel is a staycation. Um, a vacation is when you, you know, you get up and you get out of here. You're either on an island, you take a place to another state, you're out and about that's a vacation. So for me, staycations are great to renew yourself. You take a little weekend away to gather yourself. Sometimes you may go with some other people. Maybe you go by yourself. For me, staycations are usually great when you go by yourself. I'm a little selfish on that maybe because I'm married and I have three kids. So anytime where I can get away from all of them and not that I don't like to be around them, but just a little bit of a break. Everybody deserves a break, but not having to cook, have somebody do all the cooking for me. That's, that's, that's goals. So I will be breaking down that trip and having that available for tomorrow. In the meantime, let us get into this conversation of I need a vacation. Again, I stress that I am not anti-vacation, right? I take vacations quite often, several times a year, either with, as a family, that's more like a family trip. That's not necessarily a vacation for me. You can go ahead and argue that if you would like, you can say that's a family vacation. Um, okay. Uh, me vacation is just when I can get away again, not cooking. This is the reason why I'm not team, um, Airbnb. I'm, I'm not team Airbnb. And the reason is, is because I'm not going to go to my house and then go to somebody else's property. And then we start bringing in groceries and start cooking because what part of vacation is that for me? I literally cook all the time. 
there is about 98% of the time in this house, there are, the food is prepared by my, by me, right? 98. So that means my husband does something, but most of the food is prepared by me. So if I go on vacation, I want to be on vacation from having to cook or clean. That's why I like hotels because they'll come and clean your room. Um, you can go and you can eat out where you want to eat out. Um, I get it. People are on budget. So when you're on a budget or a very tight budget, you're not, you know, you want to save money where you can. And yes, going to an Airbnb, staying at a property, buying groceries, cooking. Yes, that is going to save you money. It's just not my thing. And again, this is why going on vacation and figuring out what vacation looks like for you is important. This is why I say, if you are taking a trip with other people, I think I talked about this. I talked about this on the blog a couple of weeks ago. Listen, I know you have the most amazing group of friends and I'm going to just dive off into this before we go back to mental health and vacationing, but you cannot vacation with everyone. I'm going to say this again, your best friend, your good friend, your homeboy, your whomever, you can't always vacation with them. Uh, and you have to set clear boundaries. And this is the thing I'm getting into to another point for myself is that when I go on vacation, going forward with other people, I'm going to get my own room. I don't want to be on team to save money. And then we all shit split a room and share. I'm not on it no more. Um, because I want to be able to go to sleep when I want to go to sleep. I want to get up when I want to get up. I want to have the air off or on. I want to have all those little things that can be a very nuisance when you're traveling with other people. I just came to that conclusion. I'm like, you know what? We're on no more sharing rooms. We want to go. I want to go on vacation. We can go together. We can do things together, but I'm going to need my own space so that I can just do and veg out and do what I need to do. So I am off of that. Now I get it. Saving money, splitting rooms. Yes, it was cost. It is cost effective to split a room with someone. And maybe you shouldn't go on vacation with someone that you can't share a room with. But I feel like we're, we're all old enough to understand that we can still hang out and do things together without having to be in each other's personal living spaces, right? As we get ready for showering and we get ready for nighttime and we're getting ready to tone down, like we don't have to do that. But vacations are important. They really are. The problem with vacations, like I said in the intro, is this. When you are always like, I need a vacation, I need a vacation, I need a vacation, I need a vacation. Let's just do an assessment. Do you need a vacation or do you need to straighten some things out on the back end, right? I have had people that I know for a fact, they vacation seven, eight times a year. No judgment for me because it's not like they're asking me to buy them anything. They're not asking me to contribute to their travel, right? So I don't mind people's business, but I am always listening and aware when people say certain things because then usually right after that they'll say because life is doing a b c d and f g and i don't like such and such and such right if you simply said you need a vacation and that's because you really love going on vacation you have the finances to back you up on vacation and vacationing is your thing because some people don't want to buy fancy cars and don't want to have houses that have you know every electronic built into it they'd rather have simple lifestyle and vacation all the time and i'm here for it go do your thing but then there are again when you are lining up your vacation conversation with 2011 things that i don't understand why we keep saying certain things are not in our control there are certain things that are out of our control because of the choices that we make. Let me repeat that. 
when you feel like things are out of control and you don't have control over certain things, oftentimes it's because you've made a choice in your life. And now it's not necessarily that it's impossible. It's just going to be harder to get out of. If you've made a choice to be with someone and you're married or have a relationship with them, and now you're finding it hard to leave because it is not as easy as it is to get it is easy to get in and harder to get out. And you're saying, I need a vacation from this person because they're doing A, B, C, and D. And it doesn't have to be anything violent or anything like that. It's just that you've gotten to the point where you're feeling like your relationship has run its course, but you're still in it. You can't necessarily get out of it as quickly as you wanted to. Then you start saying, well, I need a vacation because I need a vacation to get away from A, B, and C. Did you, when you come back, does you have an automatic, like I'm going to go from the airport straight to a new house? Are you going from the airport to, uh, to a new location? Because nine times out of 10, you still have to come back and deal with this person. Now, have I ever taken a vacation because I was stressed out about a spouse or a boyfriend or whomever I was dating or whatever the case may be? Yes. Um, when I've come back from vacation, have I gone right back into the pot, you know, the hot pot of life? Yes. Um, during those times, have I complained heavily? Yes. And this is the point that I'm making. We do a lot of complaining about things that we have the power to change. I don't understand the concept of continuously claiming that you need a vacation, but also not putting in the work to change the things that you were trying to leave to go from vacation. For instance, there have been plenty of times me, my husband and I have been in some type of an argument and I've been away from him or I'm about to go away from him, or I'm going to be like, let me go ahead and schedule a little time away. Right. Um, however, I do recognize that there's a different level of my spouse is getting on my nerves to I'm married to the wrong person. And so when you keep trying to vacation away from the person that you're with, because you just are sick and tired of being around them, is it a vacation that you need or is a change of spouse or is a change of uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, do you need to eliminate in a relationship? Am I telling you because the person's getting your nerves to leave? No, because that would be dumb. Um, every spouse, no matter how great and wonderful they are, will get on your nerves. They will get underneath your skin. They will, they mirror you. And so when that happens, you get irritated because you're living in a space, space with someone, you're sharing a life with them and everything isn't always going to be great. Again, it's almost the same thing with jobs. You, you work this job, you can't, you don't like the job, you can't stand the job. And so you complain about how the job sucks and you just can't wait to get away from it. But what did you think was going to happen? Did you think a stork was going to drop off a new job to you? No. What are you doing to prepare for this next level? You're saying I'm sick of my job and I'm ready to quit, but how many applications are you putting in per day? Right. How long are you spending on LinkedIn versus TikTok or Instagram? Right. If you're looking for a job, sometimes looking for a job is a full time job to find another job. So you are have to put that work in. you have to put that time in. Right. Ninety percent of the time, jobs just don't throw themselves at us. Right. They don't just throw themselves in our laps. So when people say I need a vacation from my job, that's great. You can need a vacation from your job because everybody deserves time away. I am team time away. Please don't get this confused with today's conversation as if I'm saying, if you have a problem with certain things, you shouldn't say you need a vacation. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying sometimes when we say that we need a vacation, it's because we do need a vacation. Then the other flip of that is sometimes we put ourselves in certain circumstances and then we camouflage it with needing a vacation when we just need to shake some, shake the table a little bit. 
right? Sometimes we need to shake that table. And sometimes the shaking of that table may need to be like, I need to leave this job. I am not happy at this job. I am not happy in this relationship. I don't feel like I'm raising my children in the right environment. So I need to change my environment. And so I need to focus and shift my thought process to that. That is what I mean by always claiming you need a vacation when we really need to shake that table. Um, We got to spend some time figuring out what's going to make us happy. And that doesn't mean that you wake up because some people, they, their happiness changes like the wind. One day they're happy here and next day they're happy there. And so they will run and run and run and keep flip-flopping from relationship to relationship. That is not what I'm suggesting. Some of this, when you're trying to figure out your happiness and what you want to do is meaning you need to spend some more time with yourself. Yes, that means spending some time with yourself and figuring out what it is that you actually want, that you want to be involved with, that you want to be around because sometimes we don't spend enough time. We don't spend enough time with ourselves. We're a society that tells us that we have to be coupled up with somebody. We have to have somebody in our circle 24-7. And it's beautiful when you have the right people. But nine times out of 10, I've done this before too. I am not, um, it's not above me. I have done it as well. We put people in our lives and our circle that don't really add to us. They're not really bringing anything into our lives. And so we're just on the struggle bus, hoping that this person will love us enough that this will, we can look past the craziness that we're experiencing. But the reality of it is, is that, listen, we got to make some good choices. So do you need a vacation? Meaning you are burnt out. You are tapped out. You need to rest you need to rejuvenate, you need a change of environment. Do you need a vacation? And if you said yes to all those things, go ahead and book you a vacation. You know what I don't like and what irritates my little spirit is the people that continuously say, I need a vacation, I need a vacation, I need a vacation, then you don't ever book. What are we doing? Now, I know some of that is financial, Let's not act like money be flowing all the time and it never has a stop period, right? Or there's times when you want to go on vacation and the money's not there. You have to save or be, you know, fiscally responsible. We get that. But there are some of us, and I say some of us just to put myself in there because again, I'm not above anything that have the means to take a vacation, but we keep talking about we need a vacation. We don't ever book, right? You don't book anywhere. So you just keep telling everybody around you. And I almost said bother the people around you, but let me keep it 100 Sometimes we don't want to hear 2011 times about you need a vacation, you need a vacation that you ain't going to never book, right? We're tired of hearing about how you want a new job, but you ain't never put another application and you ain't been on LinkedIn for five minutes, right? You haven't seen any opportunities that's within the company that you work with or tried to find a hustle or side gig that's going to get you to where you want to be. None of these things, right? And so you want to drain the people around you with the same conversations. And it's like, well, what are you going to do about it? right? It's like when I was dating the wrong person, I put myself out there because some of y'all will get offended and get all in your spirit about what I'm saying. But let me put myself on there. When I was in my twenties, right? Dating the wrong person. I would talk about how I want to leave this person. I want to leave. I want to, I'm wanna, I'm wanna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and then lift not one baby toe, not one baby finger to do the things that necessarily needed to be done for myself. Right. So you, I stayed because I was comfortable in these situations, but I had to make sure everybody around me knew how much I was so unhappy. But then it was like, well, who is in charge of my own personal happiness? Like, what was I expecting the people around me to do? Yank me out of the situation? Right. And so, you know, shout out to the friends who, who listened, who had to keep listening to that conversation over and over again with no actual plan of action. You know what I mean? I sure can't wait until I leave them like what? 
And for me specifically, I can't talk for everybody else because some people you end up living with them and then you can't necessarily break leases. You have all these different things. But for me, I was living by myself. So I didn't have to worry about, okay, if I leave them, I'm not going to have my housing. Like I didn't put my, all of my, my eggs in one basket with the person. Right. So it was even worse for me. And I'm sitting here saying, I want to leave. I'm going to do, I'm going to have, and I, and I never did. And so again, do you need a vacation or do you need to shake the table of your life? Do you need to add some things into your life so that you can continuously live a balanced life or try to get as close to whatever balance looks like for you? Do you need to leave a job that you have been miserable at for years, but maybe you're scared. Maybe you're afraid you want and desire to want to leave, but you're scared about what that first step is going to look like. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's scary. However, I know that you can do it, right? What do we actually really need? We are a, a people that will camouflage and will add things and will say certain things mean one thing when it means something else. Do you really need a vacation or do you need to shake the table? Ask yourself that when you keep hearing yourself saying, I need a vacation. I need a vacation. I need a vacation. I know people who went on vacation last month talking about I need a vacation, right? I need another vacation. That wasn't um, long enough. Well, there's never going to be a vacation that's long enough unless you go on some type of a permanent vacation, right? Unless you're working from, you can work from anywhere and you just decide that I'm going to work over in this country for a couple of months, which I know people who do that and kudos to them. So vacation is never going to last, but you could always bring back the spirit of vacation back into your life. Every vacation that I've been taking the last few years, I try to find things that I can incorporate from that vacation back into my life. For instance, a few years ago, I went to Phoenix, Arizona. If you've ever been to Arizona, you know how incredibly hot and dry the air there is. And I just had this blast. It was a solo trip for myself. Um, I took every parameter to make sure that I was safe while on that vacation. I can actually include that blog into today's episode because I wanted to make sure that again, I had the best time. So I made sure I saved my money. I made sure that I did what I needed to do. Um, I aligned the activities up before I left. I did a lot of sightseeing. I did so many tours and I just had a great time. And so I was like, how can I bring back the spirit of vacation from Phoenix, Arizona? One of the things I enjoyed the most was getting out into the environment. Like I was out every day, every day of my vacation, I was out. And I found like I can incorporate more of that into my lifestyle when I got back home. So when I got back home and even now I try to get out as much as possible. If I go to a farmer's market, if I take a walk, if I take a jog or a run, if I go and I decide to explore my city and go somewhere else I have never been before and it's outside, then I brought that type of spirit back in because sometimes vacation will open you up to like, you're not resting enough. It'll tell you you're not drinking enough water or you need to actually slow down. You need to put certain things into place so that you can slow down. So every vacation that you do choose to take, bring something back, not just a souvenir, but what can you add from your vacation to get that same sort of vacation feel when you're not on vacation? Because when money starts to get tight and you can't go on vacation because life be life in, you need to have a plan so that you can like still thrive. Like I'm not in the level of just wanting to simply survive. I want to know how can I actually thrive? 
What are the things that I need so that I can be successful where I'm at without feeling like I have to, the only way that I can survive, the only way that I can be successful, the only way that I can do certain things is if I'm on vacation or if I'm doing these big things because big things are beautiful, but big things don't always last. So do you need a vacation? Do you need a vacation or do you need to shake the table, right? Do you need to switch a couple things around in your personal life that's going to make it a little easier for you to thrive? That is the question. Is it a vacation or is it a shaking of a table? Um, and can we talk about when you're on vacation, especially for people in general, but specifically for women, um, and just give a couple of safety tips that I've learned over the few years. First and foremost, if you're going on vacation, especially a solo staycation that I have taken many a times and I absolutely enjoy doing, whenever I go on vacation and I book a hotel, I always book it and I say two adults. If you've noticed when you put two adults versus one, it's the same price, right? So I will put two adults. The only time that I've ever seen that not be an, that actually be an issue when you put more adults than necessary is when I was in Europe, when I went to France and they will charge you per adult. So that may be a little bit different to have to figure out. I think I still would do the same thing. But when I travel, I always put two adults in my reservation so that no one knows that I'm coming in as a solo person. And if you've been watching anything that's been happening in the news um, on the social media, it's actually when people talk about when you go on hotels, like it's usually like a stranger that's trying to come in. But I'm going to be honest with you, the things that I've been seeing and noticing the trends, it's actually the people that work at the hotel. So if you work at certain hotels, like not you specifically, but there are people who work at hotels and they are operating, um, whole industries of people who are basically trying to smuggle adults, you know what I mean? So they have, where they will give a hotel key, an actual hotel key, um, to another person or a group of men specifically who are targeting women and they'll have access to your room. And it's not that you're trying to keep a stranger that's trying to just like twist your door open and come in. Cause everybody should know by now, most hotel rooms aren't just going to simply open, but it's a network of people who are doing that. So whenever I travel, I always put two adults. When I get there, I always say, can I have my two keys? My husband, my friend, my so-and-so is going to be joining me and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I make sure that. The second thing that I do is I always go and I get one of those uh, safety mechanisms that you can put on the door so that even if, if a person has the key, hear me clearly, even if they have an actual hotel key, it will not allow them to gain access to the room. The other part of that is I also have another thing that alarms that pushes into the door. So when the door is jarred and someone opens it, it sounds the most excruciating it's very loud, like an alarm that sets off. So that lets me know that somebody is coming in and it's going to let everybody on that floor. It's going to let anything and everybody on that floor know that something is wrong because the alarm is super loud. It's super strong. Now, my reasonings for doing, having both of those mechanisms on the door is because again, it's not the stranger that's outside of the, the hotel that's trying to get in. It's the people who's operating behind closed doors. So you have to make sure that again, you stay let people think that you are traveling with another person. Also stop sharing your locations when you're on vacation. Even if you're with a group of people, do not share that you're on vacation. Stop tagging places physically while you're there. When I went to Phoenix, 
I was there. I never posted online, allowed my tag to be that I was there, um, that I was on vacation wherever I was at, right? Even Phoenix and other places that I've traveled. I will get all of the content or my photos, my videos, my pictures, all those things. And I would just wait till I got home. The second thing is have somebody else have the look, you know, put the locator on your phone, allow somebody have access to that while you're on vacation. So this means it has to be somebody that you trust so they can know where you are at all times. Whenever you take an Uber or a Lyft or any other car share service, make sure that you share the ride with someone else so they can track you while you're in real time so they can see where you are. So again, stop tagging yourself and saying, hey, vacation, we're here on vacation because one, you're alerting other people that could be watching you, watching your social media, letting them know that you're not at home. So now that opens up Pandora's box of saying, hey, I'm going to go and skedaddle back to their house because they're not home. Um, also, you don't need somebody to roll up on you while you're on vacation talking about, hey, I saw that you had checked in. Hey, how how's everything going? Because when I went to this influencer trip this past week, we were talking about that. You know, as bloggers, we sometimes have to tag that we're at certain places because some people want us to put our stories in real time. But what I'll do is I'm going to give you the stories. I'm going to give it to you in what I consider real time, but I'm also going to delay that. So for instance, if I'm at a place that has like four stops, I'm going to keep delaying those stops that where I, when I'm already walking away from it. Right. So you're going to get this, you're going to get the information. You're going to get the fact that I'm there. You're going to get real time, quote unquote, um, information, but it's going to be delayed because my safety still should be number one. And I've told brands that have said, Oh, we need you to tag, you know, make a story in real time, you know, while you're actively at a place. And I'm like, I'm going to delay that so that I can be on my way out as people are trying to figure that I'm in there because again, my safety will never supersede anything else. So I'm very leery about that. Um, if you go somewhere and you're taking a tour, cause some people, when they go on a solo trip, they're scared that the fact that they would be the only person that they, you know, are on this trip as far as like with them. And when I found that, when I started booking tours, when I was taking my trips is that actually you have more of a wiggle room when you're just the, the one person. And let me explain that. When I went to Phoenix, I had booked several excursions and different tours most of them would say, okay, so you're by yourself. You're the only one that's going on this tour. And I would say, yes, I'm the only one that's booking for the tour. And when I would get there, they were like, okay, well, we can move you here. We can upgrade you for this and that. If you're willing to go at a certain time, because you're the only one person, we can fill this to that. And that helped me. I got upgrades for certain things. Um, the travel agent person would look out for me. Like while I was there, like physically there, like I would take a tour, that person would look out more for me because I would be the only one there. Um, and again, usual good use wisdom. Like don't let yourself get so carried away with the whole vacationing and, and being out and about that you don't use wisdom. My husband had access to where my, my location was the specific location. Cause I don't have nothing to hide. So I ain't got to stop my location sharing. Um, he had my, um, whenever I would get Uber, I would share my ride so he could follow me wherever I was at. Because again, safety is, is key. I just never tagged. I never said, look, I'm here at the zoo at such and such and such time. Like I didn't do that. And because I was on vacation, I had taken that vacation was for seven days. I waited seven days before I physically posted. Right. So I waited when I came back, then I started hitting up all these spots as if I was there and I was right here back at home, um, showcasing each day, something different. Use wisdom when you, when you travel, you can travel by yourself. You just have to use some wisdom because 
you know, you got to be smarter. So please get the apparatuses. I will try to link that into the show notes as well, because you want to make sure that you have whatever you need to continuously be safe and travel with those, um, those things, even when you're with your family, like your family needs to be safe as well. It's not just for single people. It's not just for single travelers. It's for people in general to be safe. You want to make sure your door is to the point where nobody can come in there. You don't want your family members, your children, or whomever to feel like they're unsafe when they're on vacation. So you have to have certain mechanisms while you're traveling. When we're talking about mental health and taking a break, we have to be clear about what that means. Sometimes, again, we don't understand that when it comes to our mental health and taking a break, sometimes we really need to take a break from the things that we are adding into our lives. So that sometimes means why people say they're taking a social media break. Now, I'm not here for announcing it to per se. Um, I feel like some people who announce that they're taking a mental health break, I don't know what the purpose of that is for. Um, unless you have a business by which you need to state that I don't, I don't get the, the, the announcement part. And nine times out of 10 that I've seen people who have announced it. Like I knew this one girl that would announce like on a Friday, she's taking a mental health break and be Saturday morning talking about good morning. How's everybody doing? Like what type of break are you taking? Um, that you would need to make an announcement, right? If you're making announcement to me, you better be off social media for a, a significant amount of time. Now that's just my personal opinions. Now I could be 20,000% wrong, but Taking an actual mental health break away from social media is a great idea, right? I am not against it. What I am saying is, it's just the announcement for me. I don't know what the heck y'all are doing, but go ahead and take your break. I'm here for that part, right? But actually take one. You can't just come off it for a day and be like, okay, well, you you can do, listen, let me not tell you what you can't do because you're grown. You can do what you want to do. I'm just saying, if you're going to make a church announcement about taking a mental health break and being off of social media, go ahead and be off of social media. And when I have seen people take mental health breaks, especially for social media, I love the people who take the apps off of their actual phone. Cause let me keep it honest, just cause you're not posting doesn't mean you're not taking a full break. If you are still searching, lurking, watching, liking, and doing things on social media, but need a social media break, what is your social media break for you doing? You should be at least, uh, taking it off your phone or taken to where it's not readily available because a social media break should be just that, a full clean break, taking some time, stepping fully away from whatever it is that you had going on. And we need those every now and again, because listen, life is doing what it does. You need an actual break. There's nothing wrong with that at all. When people also need mental health breaks, sometimes what they need is that they feel that they're overstimulated. And again, this is why social media plays a huge part in our overstimulation because we see so many different things pop up on our screen. Sometimes we play that comparison game where you see somebody doing something, you wish you could be doing it. So now your mind is telling you that you're not doing as much. This is overstimulation. So social media break is, is one of those great ways to do that when you need a mental health break. Sometimes when you're taking your mental health break, you may need to just shut it some things down, meaning you still love your friends, you still love the people around you, but you still, you know, I need to take a little mental, emotional retreat. Now, do not cut yourself completely off. Somebody should have some type of knowledge that you're okay, that you're doing fine. They should be able to check in on you or say, hey, I'm just going to see, you know, from time to time, make sure you're okay those things are okay. Make sure that you have at least one person that you can say, Hey, I'm okay. I'm here. I'm just gathering my thoughts or I'm getting myself together. Do not just shut the world out completely without having somebody know that you're okay. 
Um, there's been plenty of times when for my mental health break, and, and again, for me, I can't necessarily can't do the whole social media break because my business is online. However, what I have done is I've had plenty of um, content that I have already done and I'll just have it post and schedule it so that I can come off of it a little bit more. But for me, also taking a mental health break is also sitting down and having some quiet moments. Um, for instance, at least a few times a year, I'll sit down with my journal quietly and just write some things that I have going on in my mind. What were some of the things that I felt like I was struggling with? Write those things down and then say, what can be a plan to achieve the goal that I'm looking or working towards? Sometimes my goal is like, okay, I'm not working out as much as I should physically because I've allowed everything to kind of dump and pile on itself and I've placed myself last. So, okay, the plan would be for me at that point would be, okay, I'm going to set at least two days to work out this week. I'm going to set my clothes out ahead of time. I'm going to make sure that I get myself there. I pack all the things that I need. And so now I can show up at this gym, participate in what I need to participate in and come home. Once I've done it once, I tell myself, you've done it once. Now you can do day two. And I may even slickly pass and add, not pass, but add a third day. The point of it is, is that now I know what it is that I feel like I've lacked. I've made a plan of attack to make sure that I can complete that goal. And then I reward myself like, okay, you've done it once. You've done all the things. Go and just make sure how you how good you feel. Let's increase that good feeling by making sure we add more days into our goal. That is how I take certain mental health procedures for myself when it comes to needing this break. One of the other things when I feel like I've personally needed a break oftentimes is that I'm doing too much. I am doing too much in my schedule. I am trying to accommodate everyone and I have not given myself the proper accommodation. So I then take the time out to give myself the proper accommodation. In my personal schedule or my work schedule, blogging schedule, I have placed a no media contact dates, which means Yes, somebody can reach out to me and say, hey, on the 21st, we want to invite you to go to A, B, and C. And my follow-up to that is, thank you so much for reaching out. I'm unavailable that day. If there's another way that we can do something differently, please let me know. Outside of that, I wish you well in your event because I'm not going to go, right? And that has to be something where you really get comfortable because this mindset that you have to be at everything is not okay. You don't have to be at everything. You don't have to have your, your, your thought process be everything. You really have got to focus on taking a break. And sometimes for me, that's just saying absolutely not. No, I'm not coming. I'm not available. Be blessed. I wish you well. Your, your, your event's going to be great. Just not able to participate. Because the more you continuously say yes, the more frustrated you are going to be because you're going to be overworked, stressed. And this is how I, a lot of people experience burnout. Listen, if you don't think that burnout exists, try working, what, 10, 15 days straight without a break. <laughs> burnout will show up. Try doing certain things that are depleting your spirit every single day. You will experience burnout, burning out quickly. I mean quick. So adding days where I don't do anything or I'm saying no, or I add in more family time or I add in some more personal time. Those things are important because again, you cannot be everywhere. It's just an impossibility. And the more you try to accommodate everyone else and you give yourself that less of that accommodation, the more guilty you're going to feel. 
you knew that you shouldn't have said yes, but you said yes because you, some people have this thing where they say, I can't say no to things. I can't tell somebody no because we're still trying to be people pleasers. You got to come out of that people pleasing era. I promise you that people pleasing era is not, era is not going to help you because at the end of the day, while you're saying yes to everybody else, the other people that you're trying to impress, there's a good chance that they've already done what necessary needs to be done for them. So they're taking their breaks. They're saying no, they're putting checks and balances in place. You got to do the same thing because life is not okay when you're sitting over there and you're just like completely stressed out. It's not. And so I feel like we are in control of some of that stress that we allow into our lives. The ones that we keep just kind of like throwing in there. Like we have to take accountability and sometimes just saying, you know what? I just got caught up in the wrong crowd. I got caught up in the wrong crowd. I'm around people that I really don't need to be around. Um, I'm still delving in things that shouldn't be. I need to pull back some. I need to say some no sometimes. Like just be honest and have that honest assessment about where you are. Do you need a vacation or do you need to shake the table? Ask yourself that. Ask yourself that. Because if you're really just saying you need a vacation because that's just the feeling you have or you just say that because, again, it sounds good to just say, I just need a vacation, but you're really not about to plan one. And you're just thinking that you need a vacation because you're not ready to handle some of the things in life that you have going on. I just want to let you know, whatever you have going on in your life, I promise you that you can get through it. That's one thing I can promise. It feels uncomfortable most of the time, but you can, you can, you can get through it shake that table of your life where do you need to put some self-improvement that you can actually have in your life that'll make you feel great about the decisions that you're making if you felt like you've made a mistake really made you feel like you've honest to goodness made an actual mistake you've made a mistake in whom you're around you've made a mistake in who you're with you made a mistake in the jobs that you've taken you've made a mistake in your career just understand that as long as you have life and breath in you, you can change and turn and make different waves in your career. You can change and turn and move from different people into the people that were meant for you to, for them to be in your life. You can make those necessary changes, but you are the only one that can make those necessary changes, right? I've been around people who I'm like, you know what? They really shouldn't even be together. They shouldn't be in a good relationship because they're toxic for each other, right? We love to use that word toxic, but sometimes in using that word toxic, we point the fingers out to everybody else and make it seem as if the other people around us are toxic, but we're straight. When sometimes we're not as straight as we think we are. So speak understanding that sometimes you have to acknowledge that you are the toxic person. And when you discover that you're the toxic person, it doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't feel great, but it is something for you to take in consideration so that you can make the necessary changes and you can start pointing the finger back to yourself. What I've been trying to do, something that my therapist has been telling me for a long time, for instance, for those who are married, sometimes we spend so much time trying to get our significant other to do whatever it is that we want them to do when it's just not a desire for them to do it. And then we make excuses for when they say that they're going to do something and they don't do it. Right. But the other flip of that is, is that whenever I feel like I want to tell my husband about himself, I always say to myself, well, let me, let me flip this around and see where I fit in it. And sometimes I'll discover that it's just something that something about myself that I need to work through. And so then I do it. And then when I don't focus on working on him, because it's not like it's, I can make him do anything, but you start nitpicking at your spouse to get them to do what you want to do 
I don't know, unless you're out here committing crimes against children, keep in mind your husband, your wife, your significant other is not your child. And this concept that we must continuously treat our spouses, specifically men that I've heard this with, that we have to treat men because men are children. Yes, I do believe that men act like children, right? I really do. But acting like a child and, and being at a child is two different things. So let's say that my husband is a quote unquote acting like a child. Well, the more I baby him and mother him, he's going to continuously walk in a child's place, right? Or walk in a child's stance. Well, some of y'all don't have men and don't have the, the people in your life to stand up and be what they're supposed to be because you're coddling them. You're the one that's holding their hands when they can do very basic things. Um, when people would say to me as a mom, oh, it's so cute that your husband is uh, watching his kids. And I'm thinking, what is he, the babysitter? Like he's he's parenting, right? He's parenting no different than what I parent. And so it starts and stops with certain these things that we say and we put into the atmosphere it starts with us. My husband is not watching his kids. He's at home with his children, right? He is at home with his children. He is parenting because that's what parents do. Um, but consider all of these different aspects. Consider the thought, the thought process of needing a vacation, needing another vacation or needing to take one in general, not just because you enjoy vacationing, not because you haven't taken one in a long time and now you feel like it's the time, but take in the concept that maybe you wouldn't just need to shake the table. Maybe there's a part of you that is struggling with some real life things that are on your plate that you may need to attend to. Then as you go on vacation and you move and you do different things, it'll feel so much better and so much sweeter when you can do it in a place of peace right? Instead of broken pieces of you crying about needing a vacation when the cry isn't even about the vacation, the cry is that you just want change. Sometimes we forget that, that a vacation gives us a change of pace and it gives us a change of location. And with that, sometimes as we claim we need a vacation is that we're looking for a change of pace. We are looking for a change of time so that we can feel something different. But can you create that from home? Yes. You can, if you're more cognitive of it, if you're aware of it, if you're thinking about it and putting action things into place, you can actually feel that way. You can feel as if you can bring the vacation back to you and you need, or you desire the change of environment or desire a change of the people that are around you. Therefore, you have to be in a vacation type of mind. Think about the feelings that you feel when you're on vacation. Like, how do you feel? When you're there, you feel relaxed, you feel joyful, you can see that, you know, things are going one way or the other. You kind of, you can kind of look at things a little bit more clearly when you've rested. How can you add more rest into your world right now, right? How can you? And yes, I get it. Life happens. It happens to me. It doesn't like, it's not like I can bypass life happening. So what can you do to bring vacation vibes to your life? What can you do to make everything sweet as pie so that you can at least have a moment to breathe and enjoy the life that you're trying to create? Because what is the point of gather, getting things, gathering things and having things if you don't have a choice or don't want to you know, enjoy it? I say all that to say this, there's absolutely nothing wrong with a vacation. But if you're finding that the vacation is about changing your, your environment and you need to change a, a space or even a pace, I want you to go ahead and consider how you can add that back into your life. When you come back from vacation or even when you're not on vacation, how can you add that into your life? That's what I want you to work on. 
for this weekend, there is quite a lot happening here in Philadelphia. This is the last weekend for the Adventure Aquarium. They have mermaids there at the Adventure Aquarium where you can see them. They will be playing or not playing, but coming to the, uh, to the Adventure Aquarium. They're already there but it's going to be the last weekend for us. So if you have a group of people that want to see the beautiful mermaids, go onto Adventure Aquarium's website and get booked that immediately because it does and has been selling out on certain days. Um, you would, you just want to make sure you get all that together. So that's the last weekend for that. There is a lot going on here in Philly. Um, if you love brunches, there's beautiful places to eat. If you follow me on social media as Toy Time Blog, T-O-I-T-I-M-E, P-L-O-G, Toy Time Blog. It, you will find all kind of uh, restaurant recommendations, uh, places to take the kids, uh, date night, girls weekend. There's all kind of recommendations on all of my socials. And I say that because even with me doing it, I mean, I put so much content out and I have somebody in my own family be saying, well, where should I go out to eat? And I'm thinking like, you mean all the 30,000 places that I've suggested all along the way? Um, yeah, it's a very strange feeling. Cause I feel like we're in a generation where we don't even look and look at things anymore. It's almost like we yell at our kids saying that they don't look for stuff, but then it's the adults doing the same thing, right? I actually put a little bit of time and look. If you even look up brunches in my page, you'll find many brunch spots that will come up. So go ahead and put that time in so that you don't have to ask repetitive questions. But yes, there's plenty of stuff to do this weekend between theater, um, between shows, between eating, hanging out, being in out and about. Cause you know, we're all outside now. You, there are plenty of things for you to do. So get out there and enjoy it. Have the most amazing, amazing weekend. I am considering skipping next week for, and for the podcast, I will have to let you know if you don't see an episode, that's okay. I'll make an announcement and put that on my social so that it's understood that there will be no episode next week. I'm not sure just yet, but this weekend is Father's Day weekend. Treat these fathers well. Listen, I get it. My biological father, child, I could go on for days, but he is, you know, he's not the father that any person would want, girl or guy. Like no person would want a father like mine's who would know that they have children and don't do anything to support them. Um, and I used to feel like it was just me and my twin, but then I've learned that my biological father has had another set of twin. One, unfortunately, one of my siblings passed and then he has other kids and he kind of picks and choose when he wants to be in their lives. So much so that one of my twins, the one of the my twin siblings, the brother had passed away and he wouldn't even claim the body. He wouldn't even help with this funeral service. So whenever I consider myself to feel like I've lost in the fatherhood with my father, I feel like that's, yes, I have lost because there was time that I could have had with him. He's still here in on the earth. But the other flip of that is, is like, you know, to know that on your last moments here on earth, that your father who is very well aware of you wouldn't even make sure that they took care of your body um, at your last moments. That that's, that's mind boggling to me. I say all that to say that my stepfather who stepped up and has been the father that I've always known, um, deserves his flowers. So to my dad, Charles Allen, um, have the most amazing father's day. I love you. Thank you for everything that you have done. And to all the amazing fathers, my husband is a great father. He is absolutely hands on. He is a doting father. He's very caring. He's very in tuned. My kids um, and him have a great relationship and he's extremely present for those present men. We salute 
every present father, those fathers who don't count it a, a, a problem to be in their kid's life, right? They love their children, their children love them, and they want to make sure they can support and love on them babies, whether they're big babies or little babies, um, and whatever they can do to support their kids, I'm here for those fathers, right? Those are amazing fathers. My stepdad, amazing father. My husband, Marcus, an amazing father. Um, my grandfather um, is a great dad. I know he's had some things like, you know, some people bring up things from people's past, but my grandfather is a great father. And I pray that whatever relationship that he has with all of his children, that they are solid. Because from my perspective as a grandchild, I've seen nothing but goodness from him. I have a lot of great uncles who are good fathers. And, you know, I just salute great men. I've been very blessed to be um, within families that actually have decent and good quality men in them. And so I always want to salute good fathers. I want to salute godfathers. I want to salute uncles who take on father roles because there's some people who are not fathers, but they are taking on the role, especially amongst our black men. There's some men that step up for these children that don't have that type of support system in their lives. So for all the amazing fathers that are out there. Now, listen, we know that there are the other ones, right? I ain't even going to call them the names that we always call them because we already know the names. There are many of them that exist. And it's really unfortunate because it's not just the spouses or the people that they made kids with that suffer, but really in all, in all honesty, it's the child that suffers. And sometimes them children turn into adults and that resentment becomes real. If you are dealing with fatherhood or motherhood issues, only thing I can suggest to you is this please go get some therapy. Now I know therapy is not for everybody. It's not a tool that everybody uses, but whatever tool works for you, use it. Because let me tell you something, you will never be fully over whatever has happened or transpired, but you can have some more peace and have some more reflection around the situation and actually try to find a way to do better in your own life. Because it's amazing to me how some parents have children know that they're not okay they're they're not doing okay by those kids those kids end up picking up those same attributes even if that parent is not there so for the single moms who are out here doing both jobs i salute you always but i do know that no matter how much of a great job that a single mom can do that child may still desire to be around their father even if their father is the most trash human possible and i feel like sometimes as women we don't freak we tend we can we tend to forget that that no matter how bad these kids, these men are to our, to the kids, the child still has a desire to be with that father. So it's all amazing dads. Y'all keep doing your thing and encouraging the men around you to do the good thing. Um, what I love about my husband is like, he'll have no problem calling out people that he knows that are not good dads. And he doesn't allow them to just take up space in his life where it's like, you're hanging out with me, but you haven't hang, hung out with your kids. You're hanging out with me and having drinks and having a good time. But when was the last time you even fed your kid? So I'm grateful for a husband that doesn't mind calling out, you know, bad fathers. Cause I feel like it takes more respect from when another man calls another man. I feel like they can see each other and they get it. Like they know like, okay, you need to step up your game. Now, some of them will know that, won't step up their game. We know that because people are people and people, people. But when it comes to great men, I salute every last one of you that are doing the job and doing it well. So happy Father's Day to all the amazing dads. Please take your, your, your the favorite dad of your life, whether he is with you um, in the same state. Maybe you have to go visit him. And unfortunately, for those who have lost their father and have a huge hole in their heart right now, especially this weekend, I am sending up love and prayer for you that this weekend will still be a beautiful weekend that you can find some solace and some um, happiness in the fact that you were able to be fathered by an amazing, hopefully an amazing, great father.
So happy Father's Day, all of those things. Summer is next week. The first official day of summer is next week. So maybe I will do a podcast for that. I love summer. Summer is one of my favorite holidays. Like, I say holidays, but it's one of my favorite seasons. So we'll see. Have a great weekend. I will see you or talk with you hopefully by next week, but if not the week after, because then by then I'll have some good news to share. But other than that, have the most amazing weekend. Cheers to a great weekend. Do what you need to do for your self-care, your mental health. Remember, is it a vacation or do you need to shake the table? Thank you for tuning in with Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.